1: You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at ILOBL Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at dot or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, I look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Wednesdays are all about detectives like Detective Annie Clover in Broadway Is My Beat. This episode originally aired on March 21st, 1953 and it's called Joan Allen's Body.
2: Broadway Is My Beat from Times Square to Columbus Circle the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway is my beat with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Late afternoon of March and Broadway moves in tired languor. The time of waking spectaculars and slow staining of color in twisted neon tubes. And this, ebb of sunlight performing on the shoulders of a woman who drifts from one season into another. The time of the late afternoon break and interval before the comptometers summon you back to their paternal wizardry. Ten minutes allotted to lean your head against winter stone, lift your face to the slow coming of spring, and flick the cigarette after the passers-by. A piece of the day, and it was all yours. And at headquarters, the time for the recording of violences in quadruplicate. And clear the desk of odds and ends, the statements on grief, the stenographic reports on anguish, and sip the cold coffee in the wax container.
3: Busy, Danny?
2: Uh, just clearing a few things off my desk. Yeah, maybe you better make room. Huh? Because I brought you something. I give up what, Muggerman? I got it downstairs in interrogation room. If you're tired of the lull, I'm filling it for you. All right, let's go going to tell me, Muggerman, or are you going to wait till we get there, open the door, and yell, surprise, surprise? <laughs> I've been questioning a man on the matter of a car theft. Car theft? Uh, don't go big on me, Danny. It's got murder in it. What? The thief doesn't know we know it yet. You coming, Danny? Okay, officer, you can get back now. Thanks. Lieutenant, I'll take over. Well, this is our boy, Danny. What's your name? You kidding? Lieutenant, only kid's on a
0: full stomach, mister. Right now, it's ten minutes before dinner time. So the tell him... The of... of times I give my name over. Try once more, huh? Georgie Haven. Where do you live, Georgie? I, um, I haven't established residences yet. I'm an out of town. I, um, uh, I guess, um... Uh, you guess What? I guess I got carried away with the splendor of it all, of your great metropolis. Of, yeah, so you
2: hopped into a long black car and drove away.
0: The car was sitting at the curb key in the ignition. For the fifteen minutes I watched it. And beings it was there, and beings I've always wanted as a child to drive across the Brooklyn Bridge. I Ah, uh, oh, now, fellas, fellas, I knew um, I couldn't get away with it dressed like a bum at the wheel of a multi-cylinder cad. Where you come from, Georgie? North Dakota. So now let me ask you a question, eh? All right. Big shop you boys have got here, right? Coming in here after I was picked up, I noticed everything's got a department. First, they took me to a place titled Traffic Violations. Now all of a sudden, I'm in a place called Homicide. Question. How come? Answer. A dead woman in the trunk of the car. She was bludgeoned to death, slugged with a jack handle. Oh, you're not going to get away with it, that's What all. about it, Georgie? You heard what I said. You're not going to get away with it. You're lying through your teeth. There ain't no Come dead Come on, woman. Georgie. We'll show you. Come on. Yeah, this way, Georgie. What do you think I'm going to write him to? The North Dakota about this place, huh? You thought about through that?
2: here. How long were you driving the car before the officer caught you, Georgie?
0: All morning. I thought you said that... it's of fib. I saw the car round dawn. Drove around to get the feel of the traffic in the car before I... Uh-oh.
2: Police photographers, Georgie. And technicians. Also... Yeah.
0: Yeah, I see. Oh, uh, look, I, I didn't kill her. Listen. Listen. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what else to tell you. I... I didn't
2: kill her. I get didn't. Get him out of here, Muggerman. Book him. Right. Come on, George. You planted it. You don't think you can get away
0: with it just because I've blown her from out of town. You can't yep. get
2: away with her. Officer Gaines, Lieutenant. Gaines, A few right. things here we can tell you about now. mm mm-hmm. No identification on the woman. Transfully dressed. Handbag with the usual stuff. Lipstick, powder, you know. No driver's license. This, though. The letter we found in. Thanks. Yeah. Joan... See me tonight or never again. I don't know how, but I'm sure of it. I have the strength to do it. I'll kill myself, Harry. Mailed the day before yesterday from the postmark. Yeah. You got anything else officer? I opened the glove compartment, registration card in it, made out to an Ann Marden on Park. Here. Hmm. That's it, Lieutenant. What is it? I'm from the police, Danny Clover.
4: And I'm Ann Martin. And you can tell me right out what it is you want.
2: Some information about Joan Allen.
4: It never tires me to talk about Joan with anyone. Anyone who'll stand still. Please come in. Thank you. I was just finishing a singularly lonely dinner. This has been a day without bows and without old youths clamoring for me. Will you have coffee, Mr. Clover? Thanks. How nice. Black, cream, sugar... How, Mr. Clover? Black. Of course. Here you are. Early fall of night, and the time to speak of Joan. A friend of yours? I have the greenest envy for her beauty. I am stunned by what her loveliness does to both men and women when she just stands still in a room. And I am her friend.
2: What else about her?
4: What else would there have to be about a woman? Her friends.
2: A man who wrote her a note signed it Harry, for instance.
4: I don't know a Harry. I know a husband, Robert. A fisted man, man of intellect and rare taste in antiquities and present beauty. Robert Allen, contributor to Top Drawer magazines. Robert Allen, historian. Robert Allen, husband of beauty. Husband of Joan. And you to Joan?
2: We found her in your car. Murdered.
4: Yesterday afternoon, Joan came to me and said she wanted my car, and I gave it to her, and she was very done up and gleeful. That me. was
2: yesterday. It didn't worry if she hadn't brought it back. It didn't.
4: Please, please, please don't stop me. Joanie asks for my car often because her husband won't permit her to drive. He has theories on the vulnerability of beauty. Joanie comes to me, and I give her my car, and sometimes she won't return it for days on end, and I ask her about it, and she says there was rain or there was twilight to days she had
0: it?
4: So sorry, dear Anne. Wouldn't you like to hear about Anne? Joan's friend Anne. Let's talk about Anne. I'm sorry. Not for Anne. Don't be sorry for her. Rich girl and with a job, too. And she has beautiful friends and dead friends. And you mustn't tell Robert I let his precious have my car. Robert would be furious. Get out. Where do they live? Next block up the corner apartment house. Get out. Look, I know you. the rules. I shall keep my grieving within the burrow. And I shall not ask again. Get out.
1: And
2: leave her. Walk the block to where her friend had lived, apartment of the long canopy, fringed. The core of French poodle already clipped and bow ribbon for the Johnson of Spring. Dorman of the question mark eyebrows. And the long gliding ascent and maybe 400 feet above sea level corridor to an historian. You wished something? And the release of music to spill into corridor. And over the man's shoulder, a room lighted with images. A Roman head in aged marble and sightless eyes on ebony pedestal. A Greek torso winged and in flight... Chinese goddess in porcelain and across the serenity of her outstretched hands a bow and blossom. And focal point of all the classic beauty. A wall lined with portraits of a woman. Impressions, suggestions, reflections of a woman. What can I do for you? Mr. Allen, Robert Allen? Yeah, that's right. And my name is Clover, police. So please come in. Thank you. I, uh, I was enjoying some music and a drink, Mr. Clover. Would you care for some wine, <laughs> Mr. Clover? Oh, sorry. Uh, w- oh, don't, 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 don't apologize. Uh, these portraits are my own indulgence and pride. They are of my wife. Beautiful. That's not precisely the word. Um, this one, now, we were in Spain on our honeymoon and saw the Mantilla. Personally, I believe the touch a trifle coy. What do you think? Well, uh, no. Exotic. Perhaps. Joan has a chameleon-like quality. Where she is, what the circumstance is, Joan mirrors it somehow. You see, this one in India with the sari, one would say... <laughs> oh, what would you say, Mr. Clover? Well, the loveliest portraits I've ever seen. Nor does it do my wife justice. There's a thing about her. If she were here, you'd see it, I'm sure. The elusive... Aloof. Sometimes I confess it's being married to a thousand women. Do you know where she is, Miss Strallon? I know. No, I don't. Isn't that unusual? In character. Joan goes off at times, communes with whatever she communes with. When I'm too much with her or her surroundings, I'm lucky. She always comes back. Strallon. Yes. Strallon, she's dead. No. Surely you wouldn't be joking. And no. I don't know where she is. Help me. I'm... Help me. Help me. Help me. You are listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Tomorrow evening on CBS Radio, Lionel Barrymore's Hall of Fame Theater turns the spotlight on another little known hero of American history, with a dramatization of the important events in that person's life. For still more outstanding Sunday night drama, don't miss your Theater of Stars with Vincent Price appearing in The Impresario a drama of tangled emotions set against the colorful ballet background. Remember, too, Sunday nights on most of these same stations, CBS Radio's dramatic Escape Dramas. On the morning of a new March day, Broadway moves quickly. Last night's carnival is memory again, after image, but still dimly heard, and ten hours away again. It's cross the corner and dodge the traffic time, go-to-work time, sandwiches in brown paper bags, and resolve to see about the rays today. And hurry up, the moving hand on the time clock writes in purple ink and docks for lateness. And strung through all of it, loudspeaker music carried on the skirl of a breeze. Lean into it, inhale it. It's the good time, brand new day, and Broadway wears sun on its cheek. At my office at headquarters sunlight had its special quality it touched iron grillwork and street and dust before it sifted in found its place near the file cabinet and lay there was picked up and became a man and was named Sergeant Gino Totaglia
3: A bright and cheery good morning to you Danny <laughs> Same to you Gino Nice of you to think of <laughs> Don't mention it yes. Aren't we friends, Danny? Oh, is. I was telling this to Mrs. Tartaglia last night. How friendly. Please, she knows. And she patted me on top of the head. A gesture she only does in a sentimental mood. Ah, now to work, if you please. Thank you very much. Certainly. <clears throat> Rundown on the deceased Mrs. Joan Allen reveals only snatches of info, such as... She had no business driving a car since no driver license had been issued to her.
2: All right, what else?
3: That some seven years ago, when her maiden name was Westfall, Joan Westfall, she had a slight altercation with a man named Tom Marino that took a shot at him. Oh? Tom Marino, whose present address I give you, it seems jilted her. Stood her up almost at the altar. She took a shot at him. Mr. Marino good-naturedly called it an accident and did not bring charges. However, Danny...
2: Danny Clover speaking.
3: This is Harry Barton.
2: Harry Barton? Yes, what is it?
3: This morning's paper carried an item about a note found on the
2: person of Mrs. Allen who was murdered. Uh The note was signed Harry. I'm Harry. I thought I'd call. I've been wondering how to find you. Where can I see you? I work at Naden's Swedish Kitchen on Madison Avenue, a grocery store. Thanks. I'll be right there, Mr. Barton. (laughs) Up from a very recent phone conversation? Mm hmm You, Barton? I got to tell you, it was very thoughtful how you parked the prowl car a little up the street. Not in front, so... You want to talk here, Barton? Give me a minute to shiver and shake, huh? The whole way of life is blowing up right in my face. You kill her? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Nothing of the kind. Absolutely nothing of the kind. What kind of talk is that between fellas? I killed Joan, Mrs. Allen? You knew she was married? For over a year and a half now, I've been suggesting delicacies for her table. I, I wouldn't know she's married. Look, uh, and delivering same through her house and stacking same on her butler's pantry. And this was nothing. I would have crawled on my face down Madison Avenue in broad daylight if Mrs. Allen gave the word. That's how much you were in love with her. To such an extent that I wrote verses. Tiny poems on the back of receipts from the cash register. And... And what... And instead of a slap from her, she would give me that certain secret, mysterious smile that beautiful women can give to a fellow. More than a fellow like me in his wildest dreams. What kind of a fellow are you, Barton? You haven't really told me. 32, I'll never see again. Downhill from over the hump. And baldish. See? Up here. A fellow who'll go for any patent hair restorer, any remedy for what ails him. That kind, ordinary, but also deep and intense. A man who'll write a note promising suicide if the woman he loves... But woman's... exactly that kind. Destroy me. And the note worked? A year ago. I wrote to Mrs. Allen exactly the same type note as you found. It worked then. Oh? She received my note. Immediately, she rushed to my room. I felled myself at her feet. I read to her from the collected works of Harry Barton. That's myself. I played lush music on the machine and in a while she went away. And it was the most stunning evening of my life. And last night, after you wrote her another note, you were stunned again? With one variation. I made a terrible mistake. I touched her. I put my hand to her cheek and she hit me and she flew out and drove away in a long, black, expensive car. From the window, I watched her drive right out of my life. I'll tell you, even if it sounds corny, my life went with her. You'll stick around there, Barton. From 9 to 6, the rest of my life in Nathan's Swedish kitchen. So leave the place of the delicacies. And outside, consult now the piece of paper named Tom Marino, once fiancée to Joan Allen. Address on East 38. Go there. Park the car under a tree whose branches are still slicked by winter. And the house of old aristocracy partitioned now into three room flats and rented to those whose income affords a genteel and respectable location. One flight up, a softly lit corridor. And Mr. Marino is tailored and smiling, Are the police, you say? And polite, please come in, and cooperative.
0: Joan Allen, of course, I'd be glad to
2: tell you all I can about him. He does. How many years ago was it? Let me see. Name was John Westfall. Then, about seven years ago, I understand you were engaged to her. Once I counted myself fortunate. She was very lovely, you know. A young man in love, and when it's returned, always fortunate. But to have that sort of relationship with a beauty like Joan. Look in the mirror and love yourself for this miraculous thing you've accomplished. Yet you jilted her.
0: Do
2: you have any idea what kind of life it would have been? being married to a woman like Joan. You said so yourself. She was lovely. She didn't react, Mr. Clover. Huh? Oh. I suddenly realized it. The things I liked, important things, cherished things that you save for secret, for someone you're going to love for the rest of your life, I'd tell Joan about them, she'd smile wisely. That's all. No reaction, just a smile. You know why? Tell me. She didn't understand I don't quite. Didn't understand, that's all. (laughs) She's dead now. We'll be kind to her. She was beautiful. Truly a beauty. And she had a languid way about her. I suppose to most men, she seemed mysterious. She took a shot at you when you walked out on her. Oh, I laughed. It was that funny. So out of character. Mr. Clover. Yeah? She's dead now. I think you know now all I can tell you about, Joe. I think so. Thanks a lot, Mr. Marino. For a while, walk with it through mid-afternoon street. Past the doorways of boy and girl with school books solving old early spring mysteries and coming up wonder-eyed with the proven solutions. Past open windows and the halting trickle of the current piano lesson. And past the slow, smiling street dance of an old woman with open arms who dances the winter waltz to broken scales and to a wall that overlooks river and pose against its flow the violent image, the death in a car trunk of a woman and the other images of her beauty, of her silences, of her furies, of a man who had rejected her, diminished her silences and her mysteries. And make a decision... Flip the cigarette into coiling waters, head uptown to where a friend of Joan Allen's was grieving, or said she would.
4: Today's another day, Mr. Clover. Gold Star Day. A beau called, whispered something that I interpreted to mean dry martinis, dinner, a show. I want to
2: talk to you, Miss Martin.
4: This very moment, my beau has his fork in the olive jar. That's how winged I said I'd be.
2: It won't take long.
4: Come in. Thanks. Five minutes, Mr. Clover. That's the life expectancy of a girl's martini these days.
2: About Joan Allen.
4: What else would we have in common?
2: A man named Tom Marino just talked to me about her. Told me things you left out when I spoke to you yesterday about Joan's reactions to things, to everything. Well? Joan was your close friend, so you'd know.
4: From the time we were girl children together. From the time we didn't know anything about anything. Hardly anything, that is. Tell me about it. The life and times and tragedies of girl children, like a girl in the brownie, then girl with one leg on hot rod, then girl in white frock, then girl into capital letters womanhood, like that?
2: Now you and Joan Allen, that's all, because she was murdered.
4: It persisted with her. What? They're not knowing anything about anything. Go on. It persisted with Joan. In high school, it took three private tutors to get her out of Algebra 1A. With English, I helped her. With Latin, there was a 15-year-old boy of Latin descent. The ancient conjugations were old hat to him. A very beautiful boy. How about Joan? With close teamwork, we got Joan graduated from high school. In the small-time college she went to, she was on her own. She was flunked out in one semester. Hmm.
2: You understand why. I understand
4: I got you. only this: that you've made me despoiled beauty, reveal to you the goddess with the mind of clay. My martini will be getting warm, Mr. Clover. Adios, Mr. Crowley.
2: Oh. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Allen. This is Detective Moggerton. How do you Mr. doing? Mr. Allen? Uh... Won't you come in? Thank you. Uh, You, sir, you'll find that chair comfortable. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Clover, that one. And I'll sit right here. What do you think of her, sir? Me? Yes, I saw you staring at her, her portrait. The reaction of strangers who come into my home. Yeah, I stared. You had a very beautiful wife. It's a pity you didn't know her. Yeah, it is. It always is. I hardly expected such a civilized reaction. What are you talking about, Mr. Allen? Well, here we are, three men chatting in a most urbane manner about a beautiful vessel most foully destroyed. You mean your wife hit over the head with a jackhammer? Exactly that. Now, let's see. What is going to be your approach? Let's try it this way. We've found out a great deal about your wife. Oh, really? Please tell me. Hey, Danny, you told me Mr. Allen was all broken up when he found out about his wife. Another lesson in civilization I give you, sir. Permit yourself animal anguish, but only momentarily, so that life can go on. Now remember that. The point we have reached, you you gentlemen have found out a good deal about my wife. Uh, Tell me, name names, places, things of a person's existence. My wife. Tom Marino. Oh, yes. I heard about him. But much later, a year or so ago, he introduced himself to me after a lecture. I had given an analysis of something. I believe it was of the Near Eastern situation. He introduced himself to me. How did you two boys get along? We went to a place and got drunk for almost identical reasons. Mr. Marino insisted on picking up the tab. Now let's try Ann Marden. People like Ann Marden come to hear my lectures and take copious notes. Nothing special. But a good friend of your wife's. Ann Martin is kind. But come, really, you're baiting me. You say something. All right. But it's difficult for me to say. Well, I can't help you there. I would figure out a way to phrase it. Uh, Tell us how you'd say your wife was a stupid woman. I'd use the word stupid. For a man like you, the reason for killing her. A man like me? What kind of man am I? very high class. I'd use the word smart because I don't know any better. I do. And therefore I'd use the word taste. Okay, Mr. Allen, as long as we understand each other. You fell in love with Joan Westfall, married her, found out that she was... Stupid, go Years of it. Five years of she it. She couldn't even get a driver's license. You wouldn't permit her to drive. Why, yes. You're Yes, Sarah. Little things like that. Everything bewildered her. With us, the pose. This quality about your wife, this vagueness, the smile of hers, wise, mysterious. Well, oh,
3: that, uh, that portrait just above you, that's the best for that, surely. That's it.
2: The pose. She didn't talk because she had nothing to say. Ever. What happened the night before last, Mr. Allen? Oh,
3: not so far after
2: all. Uh, just to relieve your mind about that, Mr. Allen, we know she borrowed a car... We know she went to a man's apartment. And we know you know she did. <laughs> who cared about that? But it was the annoyances, huh, Armstrong. The annoyances? Nothing premeditated, huh?
3: I must tell you what she did. This stupid woman. She had a flat tire. This baffled her. A flat tire and the world had suddenly collapsed around her. Big tragedy. Alone and lost.
2: my Jones. She called me. Tears, please come. Tragedy. I ran to her. I saw what it was. A flat tire. A simple thing. I started to fix it. Tears apologies. Finally, when I had changed tires, I did the uncivilized thing. Slugged her with a jack handle. Yes. The flat tire. The total of all the annoyances. And put her in the trunk. Why? Why? It occurred to me that this was procedure in such cases. Classic procedure. I'm the man for that. Now, shall we go? covers Broadway now. And for a time, the street is dimly seen, dimly heard. And for this instant, Broadway is stunned. But suddenly, the spectaculars explode. The lights plume upward, and the hawkers gather. It's night, and it started all over again. It's Broadway. The gaudiest. The most violent. The lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway, my beat. Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover, with Charles Calvert as Tortaglia and Jack Crucian as Mugovan. The program is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis with musical score composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. In tonight's story, Ben Wright was heard as Robert. Featured in the cast were Mary Shipp, Peter Leeds, Hi Everback, and Larry Dobkin. Bill Anders speaking. Nothing small time about Charlie McCarthy. Tomorrow night, with vocalist star Howard Keel visiting the show, Charlie turned songwriter, composing a Broadway musical. Enjoy Edgar, Charlie, their guest, Howard Keel, and the rest of the Bergen and McCarthy gang tomorrow night on most of these same CBS radio stations. And remember, Eve Arden as Our Miss Brooks teaches you how to laugh Sundays on the CBS radio network.
1: Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. This show always speaks so poetically about death and the things that death touches. The whole intro was this painted picture of words. I'm wondering if uh, Robert's wife was really stupid, or perhaps she was autistic. I know that some autistic people have a hard time with physical contact and may lash out violently. They may not do tasks that one might think they should be able to do, like drive a car, or maybe they could drive a car but not pass a test. Though autistic people are not stupid, but the way they interact with the world may cause some of the less educated to see it that way. And autism didn't really start being understood until the 1980s when there was a distinction between autism and schizophrenia. At one point, they thought it was one and the same. How much more will we understand in another 80 years? And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through Tune In or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Old or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow it's a new episode of Inner Sync to Mysteries, and join us next Wednesday for some more Broadway is my beat. For I Love Old This is Virtual Vinny signing off.